Annyeong SAO, welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, three American romance novelists discussing all things K-romance from a writer's lens. We fangirl over our favorite actors and actresses, talk up our trope addictions, and nerd out on K-drama deep dives. We'll throw in a few K-pop and K-skincare wrecks for good measure, because why not ride the haul you wave all the way to shore? So grab some duck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's another Wednesday here in Afternoonaland, and I'm excited to have everyone together. I feel like we're kind of still like in that, uh, you know, somebody might be dropping out because of a vacation type of thing. I think we're kind of like leveled out. I think like the gang's all back for the most part at this point moving forward. My kids went back to school today. First day, it was kind of amazing. I mean, like I said, I love my kids, but... I was going to say, are you a crier on the first day? No, but we were all ready. Like, I feel like my kids were ready. Like, we were all ready. And yeah, you, you went back late. Yeah, and so I, um, yeah, I went to a coffee shop today and had the best word count day in a very long time, and it felt it felt really good. Put me in a good mood. Yeah. That's basically it. I know, it's wild that August 24th is now late. But anyway, I think our listeners are tired of us talking about school, school and weather. I feel like our school weather and vacuums are banned for the rest of the day. So do you know what we are going to talk about? Oh, tacos. I don't even want to look at your vacuum. <laughs> so we're going to talk about tacos. And that's not Let's a euphemism. Talk about Let's put this in context. Yeah. yeah, context. Okay, so on Instagram, you know, I, I mentioned last week that um, I went camping and um, I took a picture of a campfire and in my hand was a Doritos bag. And I wrote on Instagram, my Instagram story, I wrote, you know, a walking taco in front of a campfire. Like it doesn't, it doesn't get better than this. And Leah, <laughs> Leah wrote to me and she's I like, had questions. Yeah. She's like, what, what's a walking taco? And I was like, a walking taco. You've, you've never heard of a walking taco. And like, I, I don't know if I'm like sheltered that I just, uh, well, I just sometimes thought I everyone like you're, knew. Like, you're a bougie bitch. And I'm like, you live in a place where all your food sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you have sheets and Wawa where you get food. So I was like, this is just a weird Pennsylvania thing that you. Right. You and I thought some... everyone knew what a walking taco is. Like I said, my, it's literally on my kid's school menu. Like it's, yeah, it'll so... say they're having walking tacos next week. It's on the school <laughs> So basically, I then in our Slack was like, Amy, get a load of this like weird ass Pennsylvania phenomenon. And Amy's like, well, I know what a walking taco is. My kids have had walking tacos. I've never and then had I was one. Like, yeah. yeah. So fair. I'm like, I'm sort mean, of like the I'm like sort of, you know, in the middle here. Like my kids have had them. I've never had one. Nor do I crave aware one. Of them. No. Yeah. I fair. am aware but of them. Yeah. I just had never heard of dumping taco fixings into a Dorito bag. And then do you eat it with a fork? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for school lunch, so, they're just like throwing out Dorito bags full of taco meat. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. I mean, let me say let me say first, there's like an art to it. You gotta you gotta before okay. you open the Doritos, you gotta crunch them up. Okay, you gotta like squeeze it. So that you can lift them in a fork. Right, because they, oh, if they so can't like have a whole Doritos. Like so you're eating like No, you want them to not be making nachos. Dust. You're not making nachos. This yes. is so you this is like taco salad. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, little, you know, and then you put taco meat in and then you put any fixings you want. And I always do like salsa, sour cream, cheese and lettuce. And then you're like eating and I'm telling you, you shake the bag the, like my, I don't because I like to like see where all my stuff is so I can get like a little a little bit in every bite. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but it's like I like I actually I do crave walking tacos like we have it some nights for dinner like that's what we have I just make a big thing of taco meat and we all have walking tacos and do you and walk it, around while you eat them i mean we don't at- <laughs> the thing or is you just sit at the table and you're each holding a bag of doritos eating out of it well it's like crazy because um like i went she to put, like, a- like a bag on the plate like there's your <laughs> here's your dinner yeah, I, mean, I, like, I do just, got a bag i'm like so here's do a the bag kids just a get plate. a tray and then on their tray is a dorito bag i you know what i have to ask them i i don't know if it's <laughs> like self-serve or I don't actually know that. I actually do need to ask them, but it is definitely a walking taco. And they said they get like a like a little the little Dorito bags. Okay, yeah. Then they and must, they must just give it to them on the tray. Yeah, and they have it like it was. Oh, I was at a high school soccer game last fall, and that's what they had in the concession stand. They had walking tacos. It was at my. It was at our pool last summer. The the concession stand had walking tacos, and if you go to like a food truck. Food, like a Mexican food truck, half the time, well, it's probably white people, but serving. <laughs> I, I don't think this These is like <laughs> authentic Mexican no, from fare. the old country. The Listen, if it's like a white person in a taco truck, they're giving away hockey tacos. <laughs> um, okay, so just a couple more questions, and then mm-hmm. I've got some more questions. Okay, so when you're saying that or the taco meat, are you using like old El Paso? Well, I mean, I like cook the meat with like taco seasoning. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, it's 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 like no, no, a very no, it's yes. a very white person. Dish. Okay, so now that we cleared that up, <laughs> yeah, it, it's Frito pie and it originated like in the Southwest, supposedly at like a Woolworths in like Texas or New Mexico or something. I don't I I don't remember now, mm-hmm. but like and then as it moved east in the Southwest, it was just a bag of Fritos, and as it moved further, but was it with chili? You said. It was chili, yeah. It was yeah, chili, 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 chili okay. so sounds like a Tex-Mex. So it was like a Tex-Mex something. Yes, but then it got to like the you know the East Coast, and they're like, "We're going to do tacos and Doritos," so. <laughs> and it's yeah. So, so good. as this came up, and you were like, "Well, I know about it too," I was like, "Okay, well, maybe this is a Midwest thing." But like you know, I still look. I know I moved out of the Midwest when I was like ten or eleven, but I still go back somewhat enough that I would like have seen them around. So I took it to my family text chat. Cause we have like a chat. I have a text chat with my like parents and siblings. And I'm like, does anyone know what a walking taco is? And my brother like <laughs> finally is like, is there a punchline? And I'm like, no, it's literally a thing. And I'm like, you know, I've got friends in the Midwest that have it. One's in Illinois and one's in Pennsylvania. Then my sister just writes back. Pennsylvania is not even the Midwest. <laughs> And that made me laugh, too, because that's, like, a whole other, like, controversial, like, where does that demarcation end? And is it, like, because Erie, Erie is the Midwest. But by the time you get to Philadelphia, I think you're East Coast. So, like, I don't know, like, where that. I think in PA goes. we consider ourselves East Coast, but yeah, I don't know. East West, Coast. West PA but is a whole other country. If you're living in Erie, Indi- Erie, Pennsylvania, are you, like, I'm on the East Coast? I don't think you are. You're in the Rust Belt, my friend. Yeah, I mean, PA is a big state, and, and we are very different in different parts of the state. There's no coast in PA. No, but we we consider ourselves East Coast because we're close. Yeah, to the I mean coast. it's it's as close. I mean, close. look, Michigan is on East Coast time. <laughs> this is true. 
I also don't think that you're going to find walking tacos in the summer in rural Michigan, which is your, like, I go back to the Midwest all the time. Like, you're not, like, having, like, a school lunch situation there. You know what I mean? Like, which is where I think they show up the most. Okay, so we have spent a lot of time with this, and we were debating and talking ourselves in circles of, like, who is Uh, the – is it just that you're weird or I'm uneducated? (laughs) No. And so we took it to uh, we took it to socials, and we took it to more than one. yeah. So I posted on yeah. Instagram, and Megan, what did you do? I posted on Twitter, and then in my Facebook reader group, which has like a thousand people in it. Okay, oh, a thousand people reader group, right? Because I wanted Twitter. like a big, yeah. a big, uh, what's the word? Sample. Thank you. Sample size. So yeah, then we did a. Twitter and we did Instagram. So I will say Instagram and Twitter were pretty close. Yeah. It was I was right. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, was no one knows what a walking taco is. It was like 78% of folks were don't like, know what's a walking taco. Yeah. 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 And, and 22% were like, no, no, I know. And on Twitter it was 80% had did not know. And yeah. my reader group was a little bit better. That was like 40% new and 50% didn't, which I know that doesn't line up, but like there are some people that put in other options. And one person was like, is this something dirty? Because I write, <laughs> like she thought it was like a sex position. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think my brother was like a walking taco. Where's the punchline? <laughs> I know. I was like, no, I swear to God. I know that I write alien romance, but I swear to God, this is, this is... Like, this is innocent, okay? No, this is what Megan did. Megan's like, look, I just really like to eat it, okay? I like yeah. to get in there and see every little bit and eat it all the way down. And it's I not do. dirty at all. My walking Leah's taco. Leah's making it dirty. Oh. Leah's making your taco Megan's dirty. sitting there in the... I like explain it. She's like, I, I do. I like to eat I my was taco. Actually, I was actually thinking about how I get all the last bits of Doritos. That's what I was, like, imagining. <laughs> and then I take my time. Do you pour like the bag? twist are you uh, pouring uh, the bag when you're oh, done? Oh, you bet. You bet. I get everything. At any point, I, do you suck it? No. Shut up. <laughs> do, you get, do you get your hands a little, like, and then you have to, like, lick your fingers? Oh, stop it! <laughs> like your Dorito dust? <laughs> lick, hmm, lick the walking tacos off your fingers. <laughs> anyway, so Look, just I in case them. anyone was curious... That's what a walking taco is. And it's not even that regional because, like, there were some people on Instagram who said they knew what it was and they live in California. So it wasn't even like, oh, we're, like, state divided. It's, like, very specific, like, if your community does walking tacos or not. And, look, all I'm saying is if you're listening, try the walking taco. I swear to God it's good. Crunch up the Dorito bag. Put the taco meat in it. Just scoop out the taco meat. Put in your fixings, whatever you like on a taco. And just eat it out of the bag with a fork. Yeah, no, you it eat is, that. Eat it. Eat, eat that, that walking taco. I am, so I am going to say <laughs> it appeals to me not in the slightest. Because oh, my God. It's so good. I do not want Doritos as my, like, tortilla in my taco. You know what I mean? Like, I want, like, an authentic taco shell or well, soft taco Well, this was the conversation because it's yeah. like, well, it's convenient. And I was like, but can't you just put it in a tortilla? And wrap it up because then you're just walking around holding a tortilla. But tacos are messy. I know, but like the bag just contains everything. Yeah, tacos are messy. It's always the juice is going to leak out. And then you're going to get burrito juice on your shirt in public. 
you know, it, where you it's all contained. Usually in like a bit of aluminum. So Tucker is here, you get it in aluminum or like yeah, aluminum foil and then you just peel it as you eat, you peel it down. I'd still, I, I would still get that all over myself. But you don't get your walking taco no. all over yourself? Well, I did actually get a little bit. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially as you're dumping the bag on your, <laughs> I had, I might've had three at that campfire that day. Three walking tacos. <laughs> Were you like, I'm going to do Cool Ranch? <laughs> and we, <laughs> right. And I know it sounds crazy that Doritos is like your base. It's got to be the nacho cheese. Like, don't do the Cool Ranch. It's got to be the nacho cheese. It's honestly a really g- a good base. I'm just okay, well, We've gone 12 minutes on Walking Taco, so I have a segue. <laughs> okay. Please. And my okay, segue do it. is. Do it. You can take a Walking Taco and get down and dirty with it. Oh, my God. Just like you can with the young boys that we're going to be talking about (laughs) please say young men young boys you say not boys boys one and two that was not a fancy segue let me do it again let me do it again okay okay Okay. (laughs) we're like boys (laughs) walking tacos can make look walking tacos are nasty but there can be nasty bad and nasty good and i'm going to talk about wanting to be nasty with the wooga squad yeah <laughs> is that a good segue it's so questionable <laughs> questionable yeah. the young the the men thank the you for men. saying men Christ yes. Almighty! The strapping the strapping whole men of Wuga who would not be caught puberty, dead with a walking you. taco. The I, I uh-uh, think some of them would. Uh-uh, I think uh-uh. I think they would like the walking taco. I actually. think they would freaking love the walking. <laughs> yeah, taco. Yeah, you might and... be right. They love those steamed buns. Like they kept going out for those I steamed buns. Yeah, yeah. I want a steamed bun. I think I want to try. Kim Tae Young would be face in that bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up to his ears. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Getting the dust on his fingers. <laughs> okay. So, oh you know, Meg, Amy, why don't you, just for those listening, because look, not everyone at this point, if anyone's still listening, <laughs> um, can you just like let folks know, because you either know or you don't. Right. Like, who's the Wooga squad? What does Wooga mean? Like, what are we talking about? Okay. So Wooga squad is five Korean men. V or Kim Tae Hyung, twenty six years old men, <clears throat> men twenty six years old. He is the youngest of the group. I don't think he needs much of an introduction. He's BTS's deep voice crooner who is both cool as fuck and a total goober with his sunbays, as we got to see in in the soup. Then there's Park Hyung Sik, actor and former idol. So Park Hyung Sik comes in at second youngest. At 30. So actually, yeah, they're pretty old, <laughs> considering, you know, where we've been. So <laughs> you will know him from the K-pop group Zaya and dramas like Strong Woman, Dobong Su, The Heirs, and Happiness. And then we have Che Wushik at 32 years old. He killed in Parasite and trained to Busan. Actually, he killed some zombies and trained to Busan. And recently we fell hard for him in Our Beloved Summer. Then we have Peak Boy, or Kwang Sung Hwan, a 33-year-old rapper, singer-songwriter, record producer, and high school mate of our group's young Sunbae slash ultimate elder, Park Sejun. 
and bringing it home, we have Pucks of June. So less than a year older than Peak Boy, PSJ is the hot dad of the group and the one who brought them all together. K-Drama Land might soon lose him to the Marvel comic universe. But for now, he's best known for dramas like Fight for My Way, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, and Itawan Class. It's Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh. Oh, what did my I say? God. What did comic. I call it? You said comic. I thought that's what it was, too. Oh, my God. I'm not even, <laughs> we're not even cutting and pasting. It's <laughs> yeah. the same. <laughs> Cinematic. I'm like, that's a, that's a bold claim. Anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what is Wuga and how did it happen? Pak So Joon became friends with V and Hyung Shik on the set of the 2016 drama Harang. Later, he introduced them to two of his other close friends, Peak Boy and Wu Shik, and the Wuga Squad was formed. According to Pink Villa, it was Tae Hyung who came up with the name. Based on explanation by V, Wuga Squad is the abbreviation for Wariga Gajak Inka, which translates to Are We Family? Aww. I know. They're so cute because they spend a lot of time together and are close-knit. See, he's a total goober for his youngs. But why, Afternoonas? Why are we talking about the Wooga squad today? For that, we must defer to Leah. Leah, why are we here tonight? Okay, so this is like a little bit of a winding road, but once upon a time, I was an obsessive K-drama fan whose daughter, uh, preteen daughter, enjoyed K-pop and got COVID for her 11th birthday. So long story short, I felt bad for her. And noticed that BTS was coming to Los Angeles and was like, you know, we're in California. I'm going to get her tickets as kind of like an epic birthday present. And the joke was kind of on me because going to see that concert, and this is a Catholic metaphor, but I think it's applicable, is it was much like Paul on the road to Damascus. So basically, for those of you who, you know, didn't have to do catechism for yeah. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> Please uh, tell the Jews. Paul was... <laughs> Paul was a Jew. He was a Pharisee. And um, he was, you know, kind of like into persecuting like the early Christian movement and claimed to have been struck temporarily blind on the road to Damascus by a vision of Jesus. There's a lot that goes into this later that we're not going to get into, but it's pretty wild. Basically, Paul believed that special Jesus only talked to him. But I was stricken in this concert by Min Yoong-gi, a.k.a. Suga, who, like, owned the stage, plus all the other members, including Wuga Squad's Kim Tae-hyung, or V, who is not only Zoolander-level really good-looking, but is also super charismatic, and a goober, and an eccentric weirdo. And so from that day, I descended into the madness known as ARMY, but I couldn't help realize that V had besties outside of the group. And they were all people that, you know, we mentioned... And I was like, they're a squad with like an official name. And it's like V and Pak Sejun and Choi Woo Shik and Pak Young Sik and Peak Boy, who I'll be honest, I didn't even know and was like, okay. He was kind of like the Ann Peggy, if you get my Hamilton reference. And, you know, I was worried that they were some kind of like 80s brat pack. But whenever I saw clips of them interacting, it felt really adorable. And they would do things like, you know, they're all famous. So they'll be like at awards and they'll end up like giving each other awards just like by coincidence and things like that. So I was pretty curious because there is a popular BTS reality TV series called In the Soup, which means like in the forest. And I saw it was getting a Wooga Squad makeover. 
And that curiosity turned to lustful excitement after I plunged headfirst into Edewan class recently and just went in like, like a walking taco, like Megan to a walking taco <laughs> on Parks of June, <laughs> which is like, I was taking that bag and just like dumping it on my face. And, you know, Amy got hyped and Megan's never not a fan of Parks of June plus loves Wushik and Hyung Sik. And so here we are. So yes, I might've been the one who drove the clown car, but you're all in it with me now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Megan and Amy, you knew the group members individually before now, but were you aware of the Wooga squad as a squad before given tonight's assignment? So I was vaguely aware just because I knew about the drama like wrong and I've like heard Wooga squad being talked about in reference to that drama, but I wasn't sure of all the members. To be honest, all I like knew about the Wooga squad was I knew that picture of them where it's just like their eyes in the water. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's kind of a pretty famous like Wooga squad photo. And then I remember seeing clips of them jump roping like as a group and Park Sojun takes off his shirt and then Park Young-shik like can't be outdone. So he takes off his shirt and I'm like, is this what the Wooga squad is about? <laughs> like, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so that that's that's all I knew. But they ended up being, it's obviously much deeper than them just like taking off their shirts. And it was really lovely. <laughs> yeah, they're whole people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about the squad until Leah told me. But I thought they were just friends and were like doing this in the soup friendcation thing. And it was in my own like Park Sejun and Kim Taehyung mania on Instagram that I found a clip of PSJ carrying V on the set of Hwarong. And I sent it to Leah and was like, they're in a drama together? And she was like, yes, Amy, yes, they are. Welcome to the rabbit hole, as I decided that I had to watch it. <laughs> so as mentioned earlier, Wooga Squad was born from the experience of Park Sejun, Park Young-sik, and V starring in Hwarong together. And now the whole Five Guy crew just appeared in BTS's reality show, In the Soup. So tonight we decided to show our appreciation for our hubeis because, yes, they are all hubeis to us. <laughs> but that says nothing of our increasingly decreasing thirst trap age floors. Anyway, we are here tonight to go back to the initial squad members' meet cute on the set of Warong and to look at their friendship today. The assignment? Watch In the Soup Friendcation wherever we can find it, along with the first episode or, for Amy, the first six episodes of Warong. But before we spoil the first episode of the drama, or the four short episodes of Friendcation, let's pretend Wooga is a K-pop group. Who is your bias? This question is so rude, because <laughs> this is the thing, is I like all of them individually for different things. Like, there'd be, like, one where I was like, oh, he'd be really fun to drink with, and then another would be, like, he'd be really fun to do, like, activities with, and... Poxujun would be like the one I would call if I'm having like a crisis. Pick you know what I mean? One. Like there's you can pick I know, one. I know. <laughs> I know. So I will say like my eyes kept straying to Park Young Shik because he's like a Disney prince who sings like an angel. Like I really fell for him hard in happiness. I just really love him. But you know, Poxo Jun will always be the one I love the most. He's like the big brother of the Wooga squad. And I just love how he like compliments the members. Like, so I got to say he's my bias and Pak Young Shik is my wrecker. Fair enough. Yeah, this is a very hard and mean question. <laughs> um, and I am going to be arm wrestling both of you, I think, for Pak So Jun as my bias. I mean, look, the guy's special. He's a great mm -hmm. actor. He looks like... 
it's a whole situation. He (laughs) has the big dad energy. And it's the kind of energy that's a bit like Hopper from Stranger Things. Yes. It kind of just makes my fallopian (laughs) tubes rewire and little like a wooga wooga eyes. (laughs) See what I did there? Come out of Good one. Thank you. And my bias wrecker is Kim Taehyung. And actually, it's not even lust, actually. I mean, like, I'm in lust with the other four, for sure. I'm never really in lust for Kim Taehyung. But I think he is one of the most amazing looking humans alive. It's just that I appreciate so much that he is a giant weirdo. I think he is really funny. And he marches to his own little drummer. And I just would love to keep him in my pocket and feed him delicious things. Yeah, look, if this question came before I watched Itaewon class, I probably would have said V because he was already my BTS bias, although he is currently being wrecked by Jin. But I started watching after I met Pak Sejun as Pak Serui, and now it's time to arm wrestle because <laughs> he is it forever and a always. Three-way, yeah, a three-way arm wrestle. <laughs> I mean, look, he is man enough to be the bias of many. <laughs> he is. Mm-hmm. Agree. Mm-hmm. He's a whole man. So I have another mean question. Mm-hmm. In Warong, Pak Sejun and Pak Young-sik play opposite points of a lug triangle with Go A-Ra. If you had to pick two Wuga squad members to be the opposing points of your love triangles, who would it be and why? I mean, duh. <laughs> Pak Young-sik and Pak Sojun. Like, put me in that Pak sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> with Gochujang. <laughs> oh my god, and it's just like... Put some dusting of Cool Ranch. Yeah. Walking taco. No, nacho cheese. You dump them in a nacho bag. Nacho cheese, sorry, sorry. Dump them in a bag of Doritos. Put them in my walking taco and mix that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, look, this is also hard. But I'm going to try out a little wild card here because I think the idea is appealing. So I'm selecting mm-hmm. Peak Boy and Choi Wushik. And here's why. Peak Boy is built like a frickin' redwood tree, and it makes me want to be a squirrel. <laughs> he also he really, really loves tall. dumplings, and I love dumplings. He's musical. <laughs> I like music. He has excellent taste in glasses. I like glasses. And honestly, he looks like he's made out of husband material. <laughs> and then we have Choi Wushik, who is, like, very adorable, very observant, highly verbal, and pretty sassy. And I feel like he's the kind of guy you could like stay up all night talking to and be like startled that the sun has come up. And you know I adore painful love triangles, and I think this one would devastate me in the best of ways. I like it. Yeah, that is a complicated love triangle. Yep, I, like I like it a it. lot. So look, I love Taehyung, but I mean, he's 26. He's a BB. And I really just want to make sure he's happy and eating well. Peak Boy is a sweetheart, and I'm definitely a new fan, and Park Young-shik is a Disney prince who sings like an angel. And while I'd love for him to love me, and because I want to be contrary and not have us all pick the same people, I'm going to go with the no-brainer, which is Park Sejun and Choi Woo-shik. Choi Woo-shik wants to change his rep as the cute rom-com guy to something more, so come show me something more, Woo-shik. And PSJ, (laughs) just show me anything you want. I'm here for you now and forever. (laughs) That was, like, sexy. Like, how, like Amy. It was. I was yeah. going to say, I'd look at his toes. We're not staying up all night talking. 
Yeah, you're not doing like Beyond uh, Sunrise or what is I it? Mean, I mean, I was the you one, I think I was the only one who, I mean, he is like, he's a cute little sweetheart in Our Beloved Summer, but like one of our, I think one of our questions in our script was, do you find him bettable? And I did. And I want him to know that. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening, <laughs> slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that rings true about the Friendcation episodes is how different each of the five Wugas are and how well they complement each other's personalities. We all knew each other first online for months or maybe even a year or two before we met at different romance writers' conferences, and now it's been about a decade since, and our little Wuga squad, because I do think of my little Hubei's as family, is still going strong. So... If we're going to compare us with the actual Wooga Squad, which Wooga Squad member do you think your other two Nunas are most like and why? So I think Leah is Choi Wushik. I mean, I just honestly think they're pretty close to the same person. I think they're both like quirky. I think they know like random facts that most people wouldn't know. I think they both can make sometimes like dad jokes with like weird puns. And I just like, <laughs> honestly, like I just picture them so similar. Like sometimes even when I was watching Wooga Squad, I'm like, Chick is so Leah. Like, it's just so funny. And I mean it obviously in an endearing way because they're both endearing. And okay. Amy is definitely Park Sojun. And not just because she's our leader and like, you know, like the oldest, just like Park Sojun, but like, you know, like Park Sojun just like had really, um, he was almost like a mentor. And I do feel like if I come to Amy with like, I don't know, an issue or I'm frustrated about something, she always seems to like know the right words to say. And I appreciate that. So well, I mean, you both do. But I just am saying that I think that that is definitely like Amy's role. So no, you said it was mm. me. It's me. So it's me. And I just feel like Park Park So June was like gonna get stuff done. Like he's like, okay, we need to eat. So like let's freaking eat. Whereas like everyone else just like blah blah blah. And like that would be Amy. It'd be like, okay, we're gonna get this done now. Okay, we're gonna execute the plan. So Right, you guys come up with the good ideas, but I make mm-hmm. sure that we actually Yeah, carry them out. Them. I like that. Thank you. So yeah. I also voted for Amy as <laughs> Park So June, and not just because she looks amazing with her shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was also because, you know, she is the grown up. She is the grown up. (laughs) Um, but she's also like the emotional anchor. I felt like they both kind of hit that nicely. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone else can kind of be like tethered to the anchor a bit. And of course, she always needs to have a plan. I feel like PSJ Mm -hmm. is very type A. And so is our Amy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This this Um, is not untrue. And then Megan is Kim Tae-hyung because she's the tiniest. 100%. Not that, again, I, yeah. Um, but I also feel like she's the most emotional in a good way. She loves naps and mm-hmm. snacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would say I would, vote, I would vote you most likely to cry drunk. Yeah, those are all accurate. <laughs> like those, you sum and me you up. And you have good hair. Good hair and makeup. And so does Kim mm-hmm. Tae-hyung. Mm-hmm. He does. So I love that I'm Paxa June, but I think that since you both voted for me as him, that I no longer have to arm wrestle you for him. He's just mine. Okay? <laughs> what about opposites attracting? <laughs> I know. I know. So Megan is V, even though he's not truly tiny, like I think he's 5'10", but compared to all the other guys, he just seems like the sweet little baby, like the sweet, you know, little brother. And that's how I think of Megan, my sweet little Hubei. 
Like, ever since I met her, she has been identified in my phone as mini CP, which ah! means mini critique partner. I forgot about that. That's funny. Yes. And she, yeah, <laughs> you're just like my, my, you know, my, my little mini sunbay that I want to take care of. And <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. Thank you in our pocket. So it's delicious. Right. Put, put you in my pocket and feed you some saltines and stuff like that. <laughs> or peanut butter crackers. Peanut I know. Walking crackers, taco. You <laughs> walking taco. A whole, a whole, just snacks. Yeah. So I totally agree that Leah is like a unique personality. But for me, I went with Peak Boy for that. I think because that's he's, he's kind of the outlier of the group being a musician, but not like an idol like V or Park Young Shik. And he's not an actor. And I'm not saying, Leah, that you're like an outlier, but I think you're the most unique friend that I have. Like, I feel like every time I talk to you, I learned something new that makes me wonder just how varied a life experience you've had, like, compared to me. Like, finding out that your husband is half Canadian, that you lived in Germany for a couple of years, <laughs> yeah. that you never heard of a walking taco. Like, there's <laughs> always something that surprises me. Like, that you'll just, like, bring up matter of fact. They'd be like, whoa, wait, you lived in Germany for two years? Like, when did this happen? I actually never lived in Germany, but I'm glad you thought I did. Where did you live? <laughs> you lived somewhere. Out- Italy. Italy. Oh, sorry. Italy. <laughs> See, I forgot. Italy. That's that's even it's more. Okay. That's even that's even more exotic. I agree. I, I feel like Pete Boy would be the one who comes out and he's like, "Oh yeah, I totally like lived abroad for three years and I, you know, summited Mount Everest or something." And you'd be like, "What? Like when did you do that?" That's definitely would be like a Peak Boy moment. I I actually agree. I'll with that. take it. He's he's got great glasses. I love Pete Boy. He, I, he was he was like a really a surprise for me because he was again super endearing, really fun. Like he's the type of guy where I'd be like, "Let's go do karaoke together. You'd be so fun." So speaking of Pete yeah. Boy, mm-hmm. it's time for the K-pop wreck of the week. And Leah, what's it going to be this week? All right. So our wreck of the week this week is going to be Peak Boy. And going with Gyopo hairstyle. And Megan, you said that that means basically like a foreigner hairstyle. I think, yeah, I think it does. Because I saw it referenced before. But yeah, I think it means like a living abroad hairstyle. So the video is really fun. All the Wooga squads in it. We've got Kim Taehyung as kind of a disdainful waiter. Mostly doing his Tata Mike face, though. If you're Army, you know what Tata Mike is. And it's like, yeah, purple tux and a foo-foo drink. We have um, Hyung Sik in some sort of like denim, matching denim in a restaurant. We have Park Sejun as kind of like a hapless intern type at like a music station <laughs> we have ushik taking photos like a fashion photographer is that everyone yes yes mm-hmm. yes they all make like quirky appearances and it's a really fun video and peak boy just has a good sense of humor and so he's just kind of owning it the whole time i feel like he actually gives off like baby sigh vibes yeah oh for sure like he's not Aww. he's not as over the top and dancing but the yeah. song feels very sigh too yeah, I felt like that. Yeah, it just feels like a fun, like, Psy comp. So if you're a fan of Psy, you're going to like Peak Boy, I think. So yeah, that song is Gyopo Hairstyle by Peak Boy. If you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoon of Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, and even a live K-drama support group on Zoom. 
because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting afternoonadelight.com. That's www.afternoonadelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoona Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs, blow up your skin with K-merch recs, find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability. Gamsamnida. Okay, well, let's dive in first to Friendcation, and then we can discuss our impressions based on episode one of Wolverong. So don't worry if you haven't watched Friendcation. There's no plot <laughs> and there's nothing really You're to right. spoil. But mm-hmm. it's good. So the joy of watching these four hours of content is simply getting to see how much our men love each other and love hanging out together. But if you want to watch In the Soup Frankation with fresh eyes, then skip ahead to our bit about Huarong, which is we only watched episode one, basically, to just like get anchored and see kind of like the origin stories of like how half of them met. So if you're ready, here we go. What's on DisneyPlus.com describes Frankation like this. In the show, we will get a closer look at the five celebrity friends as they embark on a surprise trip to the South Korean country to unwind together. What do you think? Accurate? Does anything else happen? (laughs) I mean, really nothing happened. But then also kind of so much happened. And that's the beauty of it. I thought listening to them sit around a fire and talk would be boring. But instead, I was like glued to the screen. You know, I mentioned to the the other Nunas that uh, my husband gets together with his college friends once a year. They go on like a a trip. And (laughs) I mean, they always drink. They always go out to bars and drink. And they usually rent like a like an Airbnb. And my husband said that last year they there was just a drunken, rousing argument about HOAs. Which are, for anyone not sure, they're, they're homeowner associations. You know, I'm not going to get into it. But it was just, that's their, that's what they talk about. I would not be glued to the screen. I know. That. And then it's so funny because <laughs> I watched the Wooga Squad and they're just like talking about like their goals and their dreams. And they're just so fucking wholesome. And it was just, you know, no HOA in sight. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah. So I would say like my comp is that it's a lot like in the soup. Which makes sense because it's in the soup, just without BTS in it, except for V. So I like this format, though, a lot for a variety show because it's really just mostly cameras embedded in spaces. Like, I'm sure that house was just, like, cameras everywhere, but really that's, like, the premise of it. There's not as many, like, folks on the ground, like, recording. So... Eventually, you get the sense that, you know, the people you're watching, be it BTS or Wooga Squad, just kind of forget about the cameras a little bit and settle into these natural rhythms. And that's how you kind of get that like vibe that's a little bit like season one real world, like back from MTV days, like that goodness, that's reality TV crack. And that's like kind of like the reality TV like thing that I chase. And I think I mentioned that a bit when we did like our singles Inferno pod is I like that kind of like voyeuristic, just watching folks like cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, they probably didn't let loose as much as they would if they were totally alone. But I think you really got the sense of real sincerity 
And nothing happens per se, but like Megan said, so much happens because it's life. And it's just these like simple, sweet interactions that just kind of remind us how like humans want to seek comfort and connection with each other. And it's fun watching sometimes like people who are really, really famous doing that because I can remember like first going to writer conferences as like a newbie writer. And I would see these people whose like books I'd read and some of them were like super famous. Some weren't, but were like famous to me because I liked their books so much. And it was just wild to me that it was like, oh, there they are just like, having a drink or like going to the bathroom or walking down the hallway at the hotel or riding the elevator. I'm like, oh, they're just like me. And so then like all of a sudden you start to realize that like, oh yeah, they're just like me because they're just a person and I'm a person. And somehow that's just like a nice thing sometimes to be reminded about. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Like I agree. Nothing happened yet. I feel like I know these five guys better than any Western performer I've ever seen on any sort of reality TV. And I could watch these five do nothing for days. So did you have any preconceived notions of what any of the squad members would be like off screen or like, you know, still on screen, but in this reality show type setting based on their more fictional on screen or on stage personalities? And did what you thought going into Friendcation track with what you actually watched on screen? So I feel like I didn't I didn't necessarily have a lot of knowledge about what any of these men were like, sort of outside of their like celebrity personas, but I just have, you know, I guess assumptions like like we all do. So I guess I thought hmm. I thought V was maybe going to be a bit of a diva and like kind of an attention grabber. Like I thought he'd want to be the one who gets the attention. He'd talk a lot or he'd make a lot of jokes. And instead, he was just this like sort of quiet, sweet, younger brother who just wanted to really connect with, like, his youngs. Like, that's that's it. It was actually really sweet. And he was much more emo emotionally available than I thought. I mean, I know that, that the one night where he cried, it probably had a little bit to do with the fact that, that he drank, but he still was, was, you know, pretty open. You know, it was kind of cute. He got, like, uncomfortable when they praised him. You know, he was like, I don't want to be, like, the topic. Like, he's like a global superstar. He's arguably, you know, one of the most famous in the, not arguably. I mean, he's in one of the most yeah, famous. Yeah, he hit 50 million followers faster on Instagram than any other living person. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, and he was like, he didn't he didn't want the attention to be about him. He, You could tell he didn't, and he was almost a little uncomfortable. And, you know, I guess Friendcation made me see him in a new light and really respect him so much more. Choi was chic really did surprise me because he's really funnier than I thought. Like he was really funny was. when they did that ice skating and he had this like whole like routine he did out of nowhere. Like <laughs> yeah. just pulled it out of his ass and it was just <laughs> he just seemed so fun to hang out with. I loved his little quirks like when he was eating the bun and he had to like dump out some of the red bean. He's like, but the bean to bread ratio wasn't right. And I was like, oh. <gasps> Oh my God, he's just like us. Like, that's so me where I need like, <laughs> I need like my bread to like jam ratio to be appropriate. And I actually expected Park Young Shik to be a bit more outgoing and also maybe a little bit more like V, like he'd want the attention on him. But really, he was he was really quiet. He was kind. And he just wanted to like hang out and like laugh at their jokes. And I thought it meant a lot too that he... I don't know what he was filming when this was going on. I wonder if it was happiness, but I thought it was, it you was know, in January. It was like January, like fifth to ninth or something they did. Cause they were able to piece back when they had like their restaurant. 
maybe it wasn't him. I'm not sure. But either way, you know, he came late and had to leave early and was like studying his script, but he still wanted to like show up for his friends. And I thought it was, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed getting to know all the men in the setting. Yeah, I definitely thought Pak Sejun was going to be the leader and he was. Mm-hmm. I, that wasn't surprising. But I thought V was going to be kind of too cool for school. Yes. And like not not show a, us too much. Yeah, that's you know? a good explanation. Yeah, or description. Is this this has to be because I think you guys haven't watched a lot of BTS content. So that makes sense. Correct. That well, no, I haven't that. watched any BTS content. Yeah. Like, until until I got COVID, I wasn't watching any <laughs> right, BTS right. Com- yeah. content. Okay. So no, Leah, I have not. <laughs> Sorry, Leah, we are not. <laughs> Thanks for well actually me about... Kim Taehyung. <laughs> She's a man mansplaining Kim Taehyung to you. <laughs> We're talking about our preconceived notions. I am not okay, in the okay. rabbit hole yet. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Actually. he was not too cool for school. He was vulnerable and a little sweetheart who I wanted to hug. Mm-hmm. I knew Park Young-shik was an idol, but I'd never heard him sing. Like, I'd never listened to Zaya. And I don't know if I believed in heaven before watching Friendcation, but when they did the karaoke and he and V did a duet, I'm pretty sure that I saw the white light and I was ready to walk toward it, if it meant hearing his voice for eternity. (laughs) Yes. I mean, Wushik, I didn't expect him to be, like, kind of critical of himself as being thought of as, like, the rom-com hero or as cute. Like, he, you know, like, being critical of his reputation and you know he wants people to know that he's like capable of more which i'm like y'all need to like watch him in parasite like he can do so much like if you are just thinking of him as like the cute the cute guy from our beloved summer and i didn't know anything about peak boy before this and now i absolutely adore him agreed peak boy is really fun i I like him a lot he seems like a really nice friend Yes. Like when they were playing the game, when they were playing the game the first night and, and V kept beating him and he was like, let him flick him in the head for winning and stuff like that. Like he's <laughs> just a good sport. Mm-hmm. So look, I didn't expect them all to be as non-toxic as they were. And the fact that there was like zero ick factor. So either they don't have like the ick factor where, you know, like sometimes when you see like, you know, bros get together it's a little ick so they either don't have it didn't exhibit it or someone just edited the shit out of it so i like to think they just don't have it <laughs> let me just like have that and i didn't realize that peak boy and park sejun had been besties since middle school or that park sejun had brought wushik into like their little friend group back in tw- 2012 or that he was the one who adopted hyung sik and v from Huram. So, you know, I've earned basically a PhD in BTS in the last year. So I did know that Taehyung well, was not actually, a diva. <laughs> actually, he's not a diva. Although, look, I honestly thought he was a diva when I first saw him, too. I mean, he look at him. He looks like a fucking diva. I mean, he is a diva. It's just, like, not what you would... It's hard to explain. It's not like, like a toxic he is diva. A diva. Like, yeah, no, I mean, like, he, has a, he can turn on the diva. Maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not who he really is. He can mm-hmm. just, right, like, like, we weren't that. seeing him as V. We were just seeing him as Taehyung in this. Which, Agreed. Yeah. You know, yeah. was nice. And it was fun to see him, like, in this different light. And for me, having watched a, more than what's <laughs> healthy in, like, BTS content, it was fun to watch Wooga really make him, like, their baby. Because in BTS, like, he's the second youngest, but he's just, like, not the baby. He's more like the eccentric space cadet. (laughs) 
And so, yeah, it was fun to watch him, like, getting, like, babied and be very, like, everyone, like, being, like, making a fuss over him because, like, that's in BTS. He's mostly just, like, saying random shit. And he honestly, like, even though he's not stoned, he looks like he's, like, high as a kite half the time and just, like, saying crazy things. And it's fun. I didn't expect Young Sik to be so quiet and hang in the background the most. Like, that was just a big shock. He did. Me. Like, I didn't, yeah, I don't know if I did. expected him to be, like, center stage, but he was just so quiet and, like, but, like, yeah. always present. Mm-hmm. I did expect Park Sejun to be more of the silent dad type and Wushik to talk a lot. So that checked out for <laughs> me. Peak Boy, I didn't expect to drool over quite as much as I did. And here we are. And look, I also spent some time like a couple months ago watching a very boring reality show, which featured Choi Wushik. And it was called something like The Village and it was set in Jeju. He spends a long time making the worst doghouse that's ever existed. It was actually embarrassing to watch and it made it really relatable because I'm like, if I made a doghouse, it would look like that. But he spent the whole time on that show talking about his weak bowels. It's imprinted (laughs) on my brain because he talked about his weak bowels like a hundred times. And so I expected really to get into his bowels again for her frankation, but there was nary a bowel reference to be had. Yeah, I was waiting for it, too, because I remember you talked about it. I was like, where's your talk about your bowels? <laughs> I mean, he was clearly going, going through it on G2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did not get bowel talk. I'm okay with that. So the friends do everything together from fishing to karaoke to ice skating to watching Wushik find his HEA in Our Beloved Summer. What was a favorite moment that sticks out for you? So I really love their fishing trip. It was really endearing when they all shared their like motion sickness, you know, medication. So I mm-hmm. just went on a whale watching tour off the coast of Maine. And thankfully, my best friend was like, here, you got to take the Dramamine like an hour before the trip. She's like, if you take it, you know, while you're already sick, it's too late. And I was like, oh, OK, OK. Mm-hmm. And like, thank God I did, because the water was rough. Like, it <laughs> When the boat was rocking <laughs> in the Wuga Can you squad. imagine Megan's stories if she had to climb the mountain and then got seasick? Yeah, and then got seasick. Because <laughs> in the Wuga squad, like, they were, like, I mean, and, yeah. and same, like, we had to, you had to hold on to something at all times. It was, it was definitely, it was rough. I mean, at one point, like, I, we were kind of, like, in the front area of the boat where there were a bunch of seats behind us. And at one point, I looked back and I swear to God, it looked like a massacre or, like, a zombie apocalypse. There were people, like, laying down, like, passed out, holding puke bags it it was it was pretty bad <laughs> and i loved how so it was a fishing trip when they went you know they went on this boat and it was so funny because they caught a lot of fish and they were like wait a minute is this a scam like i think so june asked if it was a scam and it made me laugh so hard because like that just sounds like something that he would say like he'd be like why am i catching so many fish like mm-hmm. this is weird like this shouldn't i shouldn't be catching this many fish and it reminded me, we tried to book a moose tour in New Hampshire. And the brochure said that you were, I swear to God, the brochure said you were 97% guaranteed to see a moose. And we laughed really hard because we were like, okay, yeah, they'll just like, we'll go, we'll like drive around a lot. And then they'll just like end the tour showing us this like moose tied up in a pen. And they're like, there, you saw your freaking moose. <laughs> So yeah, I just I just really love that trip. It felt like relatable. Like everything they did just felt like normal, relatable, and you know, I loved it. I think that would be super hilarious if 
the moose tour people like had a sense of humor and were like a hundred percent guaranteed you'll see a moose it's just a moose tied <laughs> tied to a pole in like the middle of a forest the saddest moose ever <laughs> oh my god it's amazing and the fishing was so funny like i do wonder mm. if they had like a cage right below sea level that was just right? filled with halibut why are there so with many divers halibut? just like putting it on the they were like, like all the same size i was like what <laughs> It was a little weird. I really love them watching our beloved summer together because A, it's fucking adorable, and B, it turned into this discussion about their goals, how they feel about their careers, and Pak Sejun being like the sweetest young encouraging peak boy and explaining that it's like not a race or a competition and that everyone will have their time to bloom. Like it was this beautiful talk. Oh God, but kill me. Oh, so much. And then like this is what I mean about nothing happening – or like what Megan said, nothing happening, but it's everything. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as watching a drama turned into this like really heartfelt conversation. Just like with us, something as simple as watching a drama turned into a podcast that's been going on and walking for tacos. a year and a half. And, and we've had and walking tacos. And we've had several therapy sessions like while recording. Yes. yes. So definitely. I feel like this is my therapy mm-hmm. in many ways. Me too. So, look, I liked watching their ice skating, you know. It was so funny. Mushik just, like, busting out, like, yeah, had Dorothy Hamill, whatever. And I remember, like, once watching I – I am just well actually in BTS. I'm so sorry. But I remember watching B once doing, like, roller skating. And let's just say, like, he hasn't super improved. A little, a little, but not a lot. <laughs> but they were just so much fun. And I thought, like, it was – an activity that was a really good capstone for their last evening. And I watched this through the lens of being a kid whose mom had like Olympic aspirations for her. Like I think like the 84 or eight, yeah, it must've been like the 84 winter Olympics would have been winter. I don't know. Anyway, I was little and there were winter Olympics and my mom was like, huh, maybe you'll be an Olympian. So she put me into ice skating class and I never graduated from using a traffic cone to scooter on my <laughs> and last november i went to bend oregon to see my sister and i still needed the cone i just was bent oh. over like i was on a walker <laughs> <laughs> and so watching it i also appreciated their commitment to ppe because they had helmets and knee pads, knee pads. Which is something we did not get and i could have used them and I just loved that, of course, Paroxidium was just great at skating. <laughs> like, of course he yep. was. Yep. I feel like their, co- their contracts were like, all right, fine. You can go freaking ice skating, but you got to wear, like, all this shit. And you know who also was really good? Like, Park Young-shik. Like, that that guy just mm-hmm. seems good at everything. Yes. Yes. It's, like, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who might, you know, not have been well actually by Leah and still thinks that, that V is a diva... A diva would not have put himself on camera ice skating like he did. Oh, he looked like a goober, and I loved it so much. He was just I know, like, it was I'm gonna, so cute. When he like kind of did this, that little like weird stepping, like he didn't care what he looked like. Yeah. It was so cute. No, he doesn't care. Then yeah. he had, he, who did he have? Was it, was it, which one of them like to give him a push so that he could go? Was it Wushik who gave him a little push? <laughs> like feel what it was like to like go yes. fast. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Grown men having a sleepover and wearing matching pajamas. Hot or not? Yeah, it was super precious and wholesome. I'm going to say hot in the sense that it was great to see, like, just non-toxicity. Just, like, grown men wearing matching clothes, 
hugging each other, you know, recording each other snoring, and then arguing over who it was. It just was so cute. It was adorable. Yeah. I I totally dug it. It was, yeah, super cute. Yeah, I thought it was just, like, men having joy and doing self-care, which is really healing. And, like, Pak Sejun watching him put on, like, his sheet mask and cuddle mm-hmm. Taehyung, like... Look, I feel like the patriarchy hurts men differently than it hurts women and non-binary folks, but like it really does hurt men. And it made me just thrill to see nurturing friendships and co-sleeping and physical touch being normalized. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Agreed. Grown men swimming in a small pool together with only one, Pak Sejun, swimming with his shirt off. Does this make up for zero skin in Itaewon class? I mean, I guess somewhat, you know, I did love that he was like, whatever, guys, I'm wearing no shirt and like tiny shorts and Peak Boy was in a full <laughs> wetsuit. This was an pool. indoor pool. Can we just say this was an indoor like, pool? What? And like a tiny, like, why are you wearing a tiny that? indoor pool that I'm sure was heated because yeah. it was winter. Like, like why? <laughs> <laughs> Who even owns one for like no reason? It was so funny. It was really funny. Like I. Yeah. I was like, why? Yeah. Like, that's that's what I don't get. But also, like, I so like, shirt off, sure, that was great. But I think, you know, what also helped with the, the lack of skin in Itaewon class was also the scene where Pak Sejun was showing Peak Boy how to use his, like, workout stuff, like doing push-ups and, like, mm. you know, using his workout bands and whatever. That was hot. And for me, look, it did not. <laughs> make up for it and still wagging the finger to eat one class like you're paying the poxygen money get the full poxygen experience yeah <laughs> like at some point there should have been a montage where like you know he's working in his restaurant and then he goes to the back and he's just like taking his rage out shirtless on like a punching bag i'm telling you i wanted i wanted a scene where like Yiso walked in on him showering. Like, that's all I wanted. I'm sorry. I thought that was perfect, and I would have included that if I wrote the script. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even get him shirtless in prison doing nope. shit. Like, come on. Mm-mm. Anyway, way of the finger. At least we got Anbo Hyun. At least yeah. someone wrote one scene right. with a female gaze. One freaking scene. <sighs> all right. In one episode, the squad watches, like we said, some of our beloved summer together, and Wushik seems totally at ease, like, just watching himself on screen. To me, it's my biggest nightmare. Like, I equate it, like, with an actual experience that I had, which I'm grateful for this experience, but also I was squirming. So some of my former colleagues who I used to teach English with, when one of my books released, they had, like, a release party for me at a restaurant. We had, like, the you know, a private room or whatever, but they had like games set that they were going to play. And one of the games was like reading random sections of the book aloud. And no. like, uh-uh. like, no, like, <laughs> like sex scenes, like sexy stuff. Aloud. Mm-hmm. And these are like grown men, like who were like mm-hmm. my mentors, like when I was started teaching and I was, I was, creepy, but... I was dying. <laughs> I wanted to crawl yeah. out of my skin I felt like super exposed. Like, this is my work. I'm super exposed and I'm watching people react to it in real time. So, mm. do you lean more towards Wushik and being cool with watching everyone react to your creation? Or do you want to bury your head in the sand like an ostrich? Like me. Yeah. Like, I still haven't matured past that point. Like, just <laughs> I want to bury my head if, like, you know me as me, especially like some of my college friends who have known me as long as they have and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm reading your book now. I'm like, I, no, I, I can't. I just. 
can you just not tell me? Like, just do it quietly. Okay, just read it quietly. <laughs> Let me pretend like you've never cracked the spine. I'm okay if people read it. Just don't read it out loud to well, me. Well, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's um, that is absolutely my worst nightmare. I'm just not over it so yet. I'd I don't, say I don't know. that I'm probably Ushik in this. So I don't really mind if anyone wants to tell me they read my book. I guess if they wanted to read it, it might be weird though in that power dynamic that you described. Amy, which is like older male colleagues, maybe reading my work would feel maybe. It wasn't just them. It was like female colleagues too, but that was the good part for me. Yeah. But look, I mean, if people want to read my books, like I've had like my husband's friends read my books and want to talk to me about it. I'm like, look, I'm totally fine. If people want to praise me, praise me away. Don't, you know, if you don't like it, I don't mind reading my reviews online anymore. They're negative, positive, whatever. But like if people say nice things to me, I think my thing is that I just never really believe it. So that's probably why I need therapy. So I don't mind it. It's just if somebody's like, oh, I really liked it. I'll be like, "Uh uh-huh. No, you probably did. But that's okay. And like, so. (laughs) Thanks for lying to my face. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So the squad had some deep conversation in their late night hours, either sitting by the fire or lying in bed with the lights off. They talked about how special their few days are together, how they didn't know when they might all be together again. And they talked about their definitions of happiness in their lives and in their work. Ushik mentioned how he gets a lot of acting work, but he wants to fall in love with it again. And, you know, Taehyung got teary-eyed. Um, and sure, he might have drank a little bit, but he shared that he hadn't been truly happy in the past year. We even get Park Sejun sharing his encouragement to Peak Boy and how fame and success isn't a race and everyone has their moments. Basically, it was just men being authentic and vulnerable in front of other men. And does this feel like something unique to see in a reality TV setting? So first of all, a thought just occurred to me. I would love something like this with Korean female celebrities. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like Sun Ye Jin with maybe like a younger idol. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how amazing like that would Jisoo be? Like get Jisoo in there. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be so amazing. I would love to hear what they talk about, you know? Anyway. So as far as the Wuga squad, um, their honesty was really surprising to me and, you know, very relatable. I mean, they're global superstars. V is one of the most famous people in the entire world. And yet he said his last year was disappointing and he just wants to be happy. And that's not me judging. That's me saying, oh, that's me realizing like he's a person. Like just because you're like famous, it doesn't necessarily mean that you actually have achieved, you know, all your goals or that that you're happy. I mean, they did acknowledge later that they were drinking, but to me, alcohol is a truth serum. So yeah, it was a reminder that celebrities are just people with their own personal goals and their own mental struggles, like the rest of us. And to be honest, you know, I've been, well, that the Park Sojun talk to Peak Boy really meant a lot mm-hmm. to me. Like, I think I, pa- I think I rewound it a couple mm-hmm. times. So because, you know, I've been having kind of like a like some come to Jesus moments with myself about my own career. You know, my kids are at the age where they are very busy um, with activities and COVID is no longer like restricting their schedules. And I also don't want to miss these times. Like they're really fun at this age and they're doing things and they want to do things with me. And, you know, I really have to be realistic about how much I'm able to write. 
you know, and how often I can release books. And I, you know, I realize I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, some of my peers are going to surpass me. And, um, you know, I have to remember that it's not a race and I can go at my own pace and still like achieve what I want to achieve. And also that there are a lot of essentially like non-monetary victories. And I also mm-hmm. have to remember that, you know, non-monetary victories in essence, you know, the things I do with my kids and my family. So Poxo June's talk with Peak Boy, um, which we mentioned earlier, just really, you know, meant a lot to me. And yeah, I rewound it and listened to it. And it definitely, you know, kind of settled something in my heart. So he's just a really great Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep going back to that talk too, and how special I thought it was and how much that let us see like sort of into all of their personalities. And while I know that all reality TV has to be like slightly staged or edited to make good content, like we mentioned before, like this wasn't like camera guys in the house with them, like cameras were just set. And when they were in a mm-hmm. room, like wherever that camera was pointed, you know, that's what you saw. So I really feel like they were allowed to just be for a lot of it. And I think that's why they kept mentioning how great it was to all five be together. And you know, like, when would they get to do this again? It's because it was real and special to them. And they are really friends. And it was so clear on screen. If these were just guys looking to boost their curated images, they never would have had the ice skating episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was gonna say, I just want to say, I agree with that. I think that it felt like They weren't doing it for work. Right. And look, just to give Amy some props, I've been watching Ted Lasso, which is fucking amazing television. It's the happiest thing to me. Like, I really just did not buy into it when he was talking about it. I'm like, this is great. Like, I love this journey for you. It is not my journey. But the other night, my husband I'm like, when are you going to- I need to watch it. I told her, I'm like, when are you going to forget that I love Friends- and just give me the benefit of the doubt that I know good television. <laughs> yeah, basically. Leah hates so friends. we were trying to watch um, each the new uh, Game of Thrones. And the night it came out, it like crashed. Like so many people were trying to watch it that it kind of like crashed. And so there's was, new like, Game well, of Thrones. Yeah, it's going to be the prequel. Tur- yeah, it's the prequel. And so, you know, I was like, well, I guess like, let's watch something else. I'm like, there is like Ted Lasso. I mean, I know, like, (laughs) I'm not going to like own it if it's not good, but I've heard it's good. And look, it's about masculine vulnerability. And like, I feel as if it's therapy and it's made me want to be a better human. And every time I watch it, I feel like I learned something about the human condition. And I feel as if it's made me... Like, all the things we're talking about of, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, even to talk about it, it sounds so trite, yet it's, like, hits you in such authentic feels watching it. So, like, it's not about if you win or lose. It's, like, how you're on the field. And that's, like, the most generic, like, six-year-old, like, soccer talk that a coach will give you. But, like, when you're watching this, it's, like, profound. And I don't know how to explain how it does that. And that's how I felt. Like, I feel like basically how you feel listening to Poxajun, like talk up to Peak Boy and really kind of like give him a sense of like everyone has their moment. Everyone's unique to contribute what they're going to do. And I mean, look, the thing is, is Peak Boy is really successful. He's got like hundreds and thousands of Instagram followers. He's got a bustling career. It's just that like his best friends are the most famous people in the world, practically. Right. I was like, uh. (laughs) So it's like, it's not like Peak Boy is like, you know, at home, like digging like a ditch somewhere. Like, you know, he's like a full celebrity. It's just, he's not Kim Taehyung. 
And so anyway, watching Ted Lasso is a very good comp to how sometimes the Wooga Squad made me feel. I love that. So finally, for Wooga Squad, Leah came up with the idea to give everyone in the squad like a yearbook superlative. You can only assign one person to each category, so choose wisely. And the five categories are most likely to be a secret spy, most likely to sleep through an earthquake, most likely to survive the Hunger Games, most likely to be in a Beyonce video, and most likely to have a sex dungeon. So who do you all have for most likely to be a secret spy? Hyung Sik. So did I, that's why I had two. He's quiet and adorable. That's why I said I said he's pretty. So either no one would suspect it or everybody would suspect it. <laughs> I put Park So Jun. Oh. Okay, so most likely to sleep through an earthquake. We better all have Peak Boy for this one. Peak Boy. <laughs> no, I've got Kim Tae Hyung. Oh, but Peak Boy, was, Peak Boy was the snorer, wasn't he? Yeah, he no, was. No, Park So Jun was a snorer. No, no, it was, it was Peak, Peak Boy. Boy. They, thought it was, they thought it was Wu Shik. Okay. They were... They thought it was Wooshik, and then they realized it was Peak Boy. Peak Boy's like, nope, okay. it was me. Wooshik's like, okay. I don't snore. He was like well, all v offended. He was like sleeping half the time. I feel like V was always sleeping. Like he's just always like he was. curled he's up with totally me. with bedhead sleeping. I love his bedhead. I love it. Uh, me too. Which I have bedhead all the time. So most likely to survive the Hunger Games. Pak Sejun. For me, it was a no-brainer. Pak Sejun. See, I chose Pak Young Sik because I think that guy can do anything. I remember they said he's like really competitive. Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the the inner like demon in him comes out in competitive sports. So, well, I like where we're going because I think we're going to have a tie eventually. <laughs> I think we are too for the last one. So, okay, most likely to be in a Beyonce video. I wrote V. Yeah, V. Oh, see, I put Peak Boy because he's like built like a redwood tree and he'd look super hot in a Beyonce video with his v. like swagger and his suits. He would he then, would work too. I just think V would love, I bet he loves yeah. Beyonce. And the dancing would be amazing. Yeah. And then <laughs> all three of us most likely to have a sex dungeon. Chwe Wushik. With With a hedgehog. Hedgehog? Oh hedgehog. my god. <laughs> Maybe with um, a halibut. Oh my god. Five halibuts. <laughs> <laughs> that he fished out of a I cage. Mean, look, he's just... He wants to change yeah, his image. Look, he's just somebody that could get down, and I know He it. could. He could. He's okay. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, we're gonna... Yeah. We're, we're moving on. We're gonna okay. round things out tonight by sharing our first impressions of the drama that started it all. Wadong. Asian Wiki describes the drama in pretty brief terms. The drama series depicts the story of Wadong, literally flowering knights, an elite group of male youth during the kingdom of Scylla. Like, that's it. That's all it has. And while this is true, having watched six episodes, so I can well actually Asian Wiki, I can assure you that unlike Frankation, there is an intricate plot going on here. I mentioned a love triangle earlier, but what I didn't share was that Pak Sejun's character is masquerading for reasons as Go Ra's long-lost brother, while Pak Young-shik's character is the unrevealed king who everyone thinks is in hiding, except his mother, the queen, who either is afraid he'll be assassinated if she reveals him, or afraid of losing her power if she gives the seat of the throne to him. Both men have the hots for... Aro, who is Go Ra's character, and Aro has some very confusing feelings about her quote-unquote brother. <laughs> Honestly, with how little I'd heard about this drama prior to falling for the Wooga Squad, I am surprised more people aren't talking about this, because if that's not a twisted premise that makes you want more, I don't know what is. 
So that satisfies my first impression. What do you two think just based on episode one? So first off, I didn't realize how far we were going back in time. Like we're going to the three kingdom days like 1500 years ago. So that was a fun surprise. My other impressions were Park Sejun has a uh, porn hair. And I don't think I like it. <laughs> um, I do miss the bowl cut. Uh, but the porn hair... It could... changes when he when he's Wadong, it changes. Yeah, okay. Reasonable. But, like, the porn hair could yeah. grow on me. And I don't hate it as much as the Secretary Kim comma bang. Oh, I love that. Um, Hyung Sik, however... I like, loved his Secretary Kim hair. Ugh, I didn't like it at all. Hyung Sik, though, like, damn, this boy can get it in his silk and head carbs. <laughs> and I thought that Yoi Ra, like you had mentioned, like, it was great that she wasn't, like, a damsel in distress. And I also appreciated that for historical, it felt kind of tongue-in-cheek and fun. And yes. I don't mind having like kind of cast stuff like the societal casts not in real life of course but in dramas because i think it can be like leading to interesting and fun characterizations so yeah overall i will say i enjoyed it more than i expected yeah like this was so fun i started i actually just watched it today didn't have time to watch it before that and i really didn't think i'd enjoy it this much like park sojun is a blast i really look as much as i love park seoe I love Park Sojun in this type of character where he's like physically really dominant, but like he's also like a goober, like his fight for my way character loved it. And I really liked Goe Ra um, in, in this role. I like that she's like sought out to tell these like sordid stories. Like that's so fun. I love that. Yes. And I also like that she likes a strong drink. You know, I plan to continue watching and you know that says something since it's historical. I will say like the historical accuracy looks terrible. I mean, they're almost in this like nightclub type thing. Yes, there's like some definite like an Yeah, and I'm pretty sure there's like Japanese influences. And isn't this like before that? <laughs> it's just very weird. Right? Amy kind of said it was a bit like a knight's tale, and I think that checked I out. think that, oh. Yes. Where there's, like, anachronistic elements. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't even, okay, I love a knight's tale, so that also might be why this is, like, hitting the buttons. Yes. I actually Because that's of very love... tongue-in-cheek, too. It is, and it's amazing. And yes. I, I love, I actually really do love historicals that have those, like, weird, like, modern elements thrown in. Yes. Um, I love that a lot. I just feel like it makes it not so serious, you know? Right. And, and there yeah. is some serious stuff, like, like, yeah, you've, you've only watched episode one, like I told Leah when I got to episode two, I'm like, whoo, episode two took a dark turn. So there is some, like, big drama going on, too. So there's, it, it's good. Like, it's not, like, I would say it's not like Cafe Minimdong, which is, it carries, like, the silly all the way through. Like, this, this has some funny moments, but it gets a little bit more serious as, as you go. Okay. I like it though. Yeah, no, I like I like it a lot. So speaking of like historical accuracy, <laughs> there is a soccer slash football type competition between two teams of Huarong in episode four. And I did look this up. I'm like, was there soccer in Scylla? And there was. There was a game hmm. that is called Chuguk. Uh-huh. So there is a game that shares like some it doesn't really explain what the rules are, but it does share some characteristics with like soccer and football. So anyway, there's this scene. It's competition between two teams of Warong and Park Sejun's character. What I didn't tell you guys and what I didn't show you is right before this scene, 
he's just learning the game. Like, he's just come into playing. Oh, of like, course. But he's, like, off the street. Well, no. He scores a goal for the other team. And he thinks that he's amazing. Um. <laughs> and it's so funny. And everyone's like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. So, anyway. So, this is his redemption. So, Poxajun's character makes a goal by literally running up the body of an opposing player as if the man is a ramp. And then bashing the ball into the goal. I was so um, moved (laughs) by this scene that I had to pause my TV, find the scene again on my phone so I could do a proper screen recording and share it with you two. Were you two as moved as I was by this scene? I mean, I laughed. I totally laughed out loud. I mean, I personally want like a detailed explanation of the rules of this game, which is definitely like a cross between like soccer and football, but almost with a bit of like volleyball. Because he yes. like hit. It was like the because he spiked thing. it. He like spiked he it into the goal. Spiked it into the goal. So you know, I mean, Boxo Jun can of course do anything, and I'm always down for like a totally wacky fourth quarter point or whatever to win a competition. So yeah, I loved it. I just want to acknowledge first, before we get to the hot men, the music, because that was like some elevator music, <laughs> if I ever heard it. <laughs> but look, like, Pak Sejun is physical to the max, and Hyung Sik looks like he needs to be thrown over my shoulder and hauled off to the nearest castle tower. <laughs> he is. Hyung Sik is beautiful in this. He like, really ridiculous. He is. He's startlingly beautiful. Yes. And I want to know who gave him... Like that wig, because it's a good wig. It is a good wig. And I also love, I love Choi Min-ho from Shiny. Yeah, he's so great he's, in this. He's in this too. He is great. He is also gorgeous. And yeah, I mean, I, I will say the clothing of like in this, like the costume design, I I love it. Yeah, I agree a- with you. It's like Knight's Tale-ish. And I'm, I'm, now that you made that comparison, now I'm like, okay, right? I get it. I get it's it. totally, yeah. it's like the modern elements in the historical and very tongue-in-cheek. It's good stuff. I wonder if people didn't like that. Like, I wonder if it's really not bad, but people maybe didn't like that. Like, there are people who hate the Knight's Tale, and they don't, but then there are people who, like, absolutely love it. So like I used me. to teach British literature, and I would show that movie when we did Chaucer, because... Uh, it's, it's because so it's fun. Chaucer. Like, that's the big part. It's yeah. Chaucer, like how yeah. he got his tails and stuff like that. And that was the Knight's Tale. So anyway, any final thoughts on In the Soup Friendcation or Wadong Wooga Squad? Just that I, I, I intend to keep watching Hurong. I'm really into it. I am too. Interested to see where it goes. Honestly, I wish we could do like a Wooga Squad. I mean, look, they got paid money to do this, I'm sure. They didn't just like do this to do this. Right. So I'm kind of like... Right. Can we just bring the band back together like once a year and just yeah. kind of do it? And something else I wanted to just mention because we didn't touch on it was when they were driving and they're like, what are we going to talk about when we're 50? And I they know. Were like, and then like, I guess we're, I mean, like, will we have things to talk about? First of all. And then secondly, like, I guess we'll just talk about our health and what we're eating and how we're going to survive. And I was like, which is not is, untrue. Like, it's not untrue, but it's also not yeah. Like I mean, true. think about all Look, the stuff we talk. I, none of us are fifty, but like think about all the stuff we talk about on here. Like it's getting yeah, close to talking sure, about I mean, health like, and food. Yeah, but I'm like, what? Also, like, right? They think they think it's old. Yeah, 
And I mean, like, I was like, okay, like, Wushik, like, he's, like, what, 33? So, like, okay, that still seems, like, a pretty far away away. But I was like, homie, this is going to catch up with you real, real fast. Like, you're going to be staring down 40. <laughs> uh uh-huh. barrel of a gun here, my friend. Because I remember uh-huh. being 33, and that shit goes fast. So I was like, I, I, like, I was like, it I want to do this, like, Wuga squad, like, every year, kind of, like, keeping tabs. Because it was funny to just watch them right now as, like, but I do feel like there's a huge shift that happens between being in your 20s and moving into your 30s. I feel oh, like for, sure. for me, that was yeah. a much bigger shift mentally than moving from my 30s into my 40s. Like, I feel like everyone made a big deal about 40. Yeah. And I was kind of like, meh, 40 feels like 39 did. <laughs> like, I'm just busy all the time. Whereas, like, I remember 30, I was like, shit, I got to get serious. Like, I'm a grown up now. So it's just funny to see, like, I would like to, I would love to do, like, once a year. Like, I'm like, hi, B. Or hype pay pay to make Wuga Squad happen once a year. Yeah, I'd be down mm-hmm. with that. Cough it up. Okay, really Cough quick, just say it quick. What are you watching? So I am watching Cafe Minimdong, which I am loving, and I'm also watching live "If You Wish Upon Me" by Ji Chang Wook. Look, I just gotta say, it's holding up, man. I, I'm four episodes in. I'm loving it. It's Ji Chang Wook back in his. Back in his four, man. You know, I'm just, I'm into it. I'm really, really loving yeah, it. Yeah, I watched the first episode and I enjoyed, and I'm going to continue. But right now, I'm not sure. Do I continue with that and try and catch up, or do I continue with Wadong? Because now I'm on episode seven of that. So I'm, I'm watching both of those. I finished Minim Dong, so I'm, I'm caught up on, on the last two episodes that released this week. And I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I watched um, Attorney Wu and finished that. And right now I'm in a, like, I need to pick what I'm going to watch next. So I've had like a couple of days where, again, all I've been watching, well, I finished In the Soup because I had to watch like the last two episodes for this and then Horong. And then, you know, we had like BTS come out with one of their shows. So I had to watch that. And now Min Yoon Gi has a, you know, live that he did. So I'm going to have to watch that. And then I don't know, I'm going to decide what I'm going to watch and I don't know. I feel like it could just be like anything, honestly, at this point. It could be the new Ji Jing Wook. It could be, you. oh, another Miss O. I've been wondering about my liberation notes because it looks hot. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be one of those things where I'm just going to like sit down and just start something and I don't know what it's going to be. I have had those. Yeah, I've had those times plenty where you're I think just it's like, you know what? it's exciting, but also frustrating because yeah. like what, it, you know, you want something that's going to grab you. What's it going to be? Yeah, and look, I know I need to watch Jishin yeah. Wook and Cafe Minim Dog for the pod, but I also feel like I've got a little bit of time, so I'm also like, if I don't feel like one of those, I've got time to just throw in, like, a wild card. Heck yeah. No, if I could binge If You Wish Upon Me, the new Jishin Wook, I would. I'm very into it. Okay. I like it well, a lot. That is it for tonight. This was super fun to Woo-hoo! talk about the Wooga Squad. I this want was. them to do more and more of these. So, yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed that they get to do it again. And that they want to. And I want a female Wuga yes. squad. Let's let's do it. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Annyeong. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs. And if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. 
Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!